Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 90 of the In Squash podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Gibson, and uh, yes, episode 90, we're fast approaching that century mark, and uh, with the next few episodes coming up, uh, this marks our uh, Pan Am Games uh, series of podcasts that uh, I'm hoping to put together, and our first guest will kick that off, uh, Andrew Douglas. Uh, he's uh, was recently uh, named to the U.S. Pan Am Games squash team, the men's team, and um, he's had a very, very successful uh, squash season. He's had a, an incredibly successful career as a squash player up until now, um, and we talk about uh, about that on uh, on today's podcast. Uh, of course, the most uh, important thing being uh, the Pan Am Pan Am Games series of uh, podcast episodes. We're going to uh, look at the Pan Am Games and how he feels about being named, what it means to him to be named to the, the U.S. team, and then also uh, how the team is uh, preparing. And uh, you know, Canada. Uh, won the last one uh, the last time around the men's team event and uh, as Andrew mentions uh, today I think that's the primary focus is uh, for the team uh, to win that gold now of course uh, uh, in my mind anyways Canada's got their backs against the wall in terms of defending that title you've got uh, so many contenders in there particularly uh, from the South American countries where you've got uh, Diego Elias uh, hoping to bring it home for uh, for Peru meanwhile you've got the Colombian cannonball there uh, as well uh, hoping to, to bring the team uh, medal home for them uh, Canada the defending champions chip on their shoulders because they probably feel that they uh, people are writing them off and the United States uh, you've got Todd Harity uh, Chris Hansen and then Andrew Douglas, a very strong team. Uh, not to mention not only the men, but uh, the women's side as well. We'll have uh, several of the female uh, competitors on over the next few weeks, inshallah. Uh, inshallah, because I'm in the UAE, I tend to say that <clears throat> every now and then. We also have a few um, of the coaches from the different uh, teams. I'm hoping to have on uh, Martin Heath over the next few weeks. Uh, Paul Asciante, I'm going to reach out to him. We'll see uh, how that goes. And uh, also coaches from uh, the other teams hope to have those guys on as well. So I know you're going to enjoy this uh, one with Andrew Douglas. Uh, Just to summarize uh, his career, he had a very successful uh, junior career with big wins over uh, many of the players that we see in the top Sixty, seventy in the world right now. So, uh, and he's also he also led the University of Pennsylvania to its highest uh, ever collegiate squash uh, team ranking uh, last year. They finished third overall and even um, got up to number one in the rankings midway, I think, or partway through the season. Uh, so, a very successful uh, season for them, uh, and with Andrew uh, leading the way. Uh, he also had a victory at the uh, Barbados Open. Um, in, on the PSA tour, and recently, uh, I think a few weeks ago in New York City, got to the finals of an event uh, there, the Hyder Cup, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so we we discuss all of that. Uh, we have a wide, some wide-ranging topics actually uh, on, on uh, in our chat, uh, but uh, primarily we're talking about the Pan Am Games, uh, what it means to him, what it means to the American team, and how the preparations are going for him and for them. So I know you're going to enjoy this. Uh, podcast with Andrew Douglas, episode 90. Episode uh, 90, uh, I could be wrong, but today we're really happy to have on uh, 2019 Pan Am Games uh, U.S. Uh, squash team member. He was just announced for that team recently. 
Uh, he's 20 years old, plays for Penn uh, at the number one position, and this year they had a fantastic season finishing number three uh, overall, which is the highest they've ever finished in their history. Uh, he was also in 2018 the winner of the Barbados Open and also a finalist just recently here in May at the Hyder Trophy in New York. Andrew Douglas is my guest. Andrew, great to have you uh, on the podcast. Yeah, thanks to be here, Jerry. Looking forward to it. Uh, I guess we might as well get right into it. You were recently, uh, as I said in the intro there, named to the uh, Pan Am Games team for the United States, uh, along with uh, two uh, uh, other uh, great players, uh, Todd Harity and uh, Chris Hansen. So when did you first get the news, and uh, how did it feel at the time to hear that you're going to be uh, playing for the United States in the Pan Am Games? Yeah, um, well, it was it was actually pretty late. I didn't know until I think it was, I mean, officially, I don't think it came out until early June. Um, so just, you know, maybe a few weeks ago. Uh, and that was pretty late, I considered, because, you know, we had trials the end of May and our nationals were the beginning of April. So there was a pretty big gap between uh, my goal, you know, of making the team and actually knowing um, that, that it was possible. Uh, and I kind of knew after trials, which was end of May, that I had, that, that, that I had probably made the team. Um, and it was a really big, a big thing for me because as we're not an Olympic sport, it's the biggest, at least yeah. for an American, it's the biggest uh, event that you can represent your country. And so Absolutely, I, I made it. Yeah. I, I remember we were my last or my second to last world juniors um, in Poland and, and we were leaving and, and the team got third that year. And that was a really, a really big deal for us. And um, one of the managers I remember was rich, rich Wade was, was saying, uh, I think this was 2016. He's like, you know, boys, like you should, you should set your sights on Lima. You know, that's the next, the next big step for you guys. And at the time I didn't really think it was possible, but as it got closer and closer and I, I focused more in on it. Uh, yeah, it was a really, a really big, uh, a big relief and a, and a lot of, yeah, a lot of uh, pride for it for sure. Absolutely. And uh, you'll be playing alongside uh, two uh, uh, legends from the U.S. collegiate scene. And now they're both also making uh, very good inroads yeah. into the, the professional ranks, Todd Harity and a fellow New Yorker, uh, Chris Hansen. So what does it uh, mean to, uh, to you to be playing uh, alongside those guys as your teammates? Yeah, no, I, I like those guys a lot. I mean, I, uh, I've known, known Chris and Todd from afar for a long time. Uh, Chris has always been, or, or recently has really been, you know, rising up and Todd's kind of been up there for a while, especially before, uh, before I was kind of in that scene, Todd was, was really dominating. Um, and, and yeah, he's one of the better, I mean, I know he beat Ali in college and, and he's got mm. some amazing college results and now he's got some incredible um, results, you know, at the TOC winning some matches and, and yeah, seeing him, seeing on the, on PSA squash TV and all that stuff is, is it's, it's cool to see an American guy doing that well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, actually the, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this to you when I reached out to you a little while ago, but uh, on my podcast, I'm going, I think you're, you're the first of the Pan Am game series of uh, podcast episodes okay. that I'm putting together. Uh, I've got a few right. Canadians uh, coming on as well. Maybe Martin Heath might come on and, um, oh, well, yeah. and, and of course, probably I'm going to reach out to, um, uh, Paul Asciante. I've had him on on before. He's your, he's the coach oh, yeah. of the um, of the U.S. team, right? 
He's one of the coaches, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's him and Thierry Linku, so oh, okay. yeah, it should be a combination, yeah. yeah. Well, that's a, that's a good, that's a great uh, two two generals right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard great things about Thierry. I've never actually uh, gone on anything with him, but um, I went with Paul last year, and uh, we went, were in Cayman Islands for the uh, you know the, the precursor to the Pan Ams and. Yeah, he's a really good guy, and, and you know, at the end of the day, he just cares a lot. Um, mm-hmm. He just cares a lot of the team and the players. Well, he's a guy that's been, you know, been around the game for a long, long time, and and uh, taken his uh, Trinity team to to the highest levels. Uh, and then you've got Thierry, who uh, number one player in the yeah. world at one time. So you've got two guys there uh, heading up the team uh, that you know really sounds uh, sounds promising, doesn't it? Yeah, no, I mean, I think that. I think we have a really good chance. I think people are, are, are looking forward to it. And I think, uh, yeah, there's, there's a bit of time to prepare still, but yeah, I've, uh, I mean, I'm certainly looking forward to especially the team event. Um, it's not often that I mean, I, since juniors, I haven't played a U.S. team event and, um, it's, it's by far the, the best experience you can have playing squash, at least in my opinion. So I, that's just, uh, yeah, that, that's going to be a real, real highlight of the trip. Yeah, for sure. Now you're no uh, you're no stranger to the big stage. Actually, I, I was looking at your results earlier, uh, and you had some really really good results at, uh, in the World Juniors uh, yourself uh, for the, mm-hmm. the I guess the last couple of years when you're in the in the juniors. You have wins or close. Actually, you took uh, Mustafa Assault five, and you also had a, had a win over the um, the World Junior number one Uning Yu. Uh, which was yeah. a big, uh, I mean, a big, big uh, win for you. So given that, uh, uh, you must feel fairly uh, confident going into events like this, uh, knowing that you've you've been there and done that before. Yeah, uh, it's definitely, <laughs> I've certainly always liked the the big matches. Um, I've always liked the, the high pressure, high intensity matches. Those have always been kind of the most fun for me, regardless of win or lose. Um, and yeah, it's still a little different given that I'm still young and I'm and I'm still in school and not and not, you know, putting in the same hours as those other guys. But I think now that um, you know, now that I have this goal and I have this you know tangible thing that's going to be happening in a few months, that um, I have no doubt that I'll be right there. Um, but yeah, it's, it was those matches definitely gave me a lot of confidence just growing up and um, they, they've certainly been what I've built my you know, confidence off of now. And, and uh, hopefully I'll have more, especially in Lima. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned just a, a few minutes ago that the, that the U S junior men's team, I guess you said you finished third. Was that the last yeah. junior? Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, that, that's huge. That's probably, that, that has to be the highest ever, result for the u.s yeah. men's team it was it? Yeah. yeah it was it was not the, so the, not the lie was i was too old the last teams it was the one in 2016 in poland okay. um which was the year pakistan won oh, they right. beat egypt yeah. in the final yeah and we lost to them in the semis um but yeah that was a pretty we had some some close ones there in the in the quarters we played france and that was a strong team then. Um, so Victor Clark, was he uh, was he playing for them at that? He time? was. He 
was playing two at that point. Yeah, it okay. was this guy Benjamin Aubert. I don't know if you know him. Yeah, yeah. I think he uh, he got yeah. to the final of the French Nationals this year. Yeah, no, he's strong. He was he was the one. Victor was the two, and this guy Sebastian Marmolet. You know him? Yeah, he he's strong yeah. as well. He was a three, and there was every match was. I know Spencer lost in five to Victor, um, and then I was down two love to Benjamin. And ended up winning three two, and then Sam won three one in like something like eighty minutes, a three one match. So it was okay. just like, yeah, it was it was it was a pretty a pretty incredible experience. That. Yes, when you when you think back to that kind of stuff, and uh, that just makes this uh, upcoming event, uh, the Pan Am Games, uh, that much more uh, alluring, that much more exciting, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, also probably more so given that the stage is is probably a bit bigger. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's it's a you know multi sport event. It's um, yeah, the stage is definitely set there, and and knowing what happened the last time, even though I wasn't there, it certainly was um, yeah, pretty pretty intense and you know pretty wide open, honestly. Yeah, well, the Canadians uh, won it the last time, as as uh, yeah. as we all yeah. know. And uh, you know, I had Nick on. I'm going to have uh, Andrew Schnell on. He's going to come on pretty soon. And I know, uh, I know they they feel like their backs are up against the wall. Uh, the U.S. team, you guys are quite strong, and then the other uh, South American teams, obviously, they're they're very strong. So they're going to have a a tough uh, time uh, uh, defending the title. But I think that's the chip that they have uh, on their shoulder. Yeah. What about you guys? How do you guys feel? Uh, have you uh, been together with the team uh, till now? And how does uh, how do you guys feel when you get yeah, so together uh, talking about this stuff? I think everybody's pretty excited. We have um, a trial of a trial, uh, not a trial, um, a training squad in Philly uh, in, I think it's two weeks. Um, so we'll be down there for a week. I think there's some doubles there. Um, and yeah, it should be, I, I think everybody, because it's pretty much me, Gordo Hans, I mean, me, Hanson and Todd who were there last year in Cayman. Um, okay. and that was good. We all, we all get on really well. And, and there's certainly a lot of, I think at the end of the day, we all want to win. Um, we mm. all want to come home with the gold medals, especially in teams. I think that's, I think everybody would trade, um, an individual or a doubles medal for, for that team medal. Um, and I'm sure every team well, the individual uh, individual gold's going to be tough, isn't it? I mean, you've got uh, Diego yeah, I mean, and uh, Miguel, and uh, I mean, Miguel, yeah. obviously, uh, you know, they're all Miguel, beatable yeah. on, on any day. You never know, but uh, they're definitely yeah. uh, the favorites. Yeah, the, those those three guys are probably the top three. But you know, I, I'd stick Todd in there as well. I mean, he's yeah, yeah. Yeah. played Caesar last year, and I think he lost maybe three one, but it, it was close and. I'm sure he's going to be uh, pushing for for at least at least a medal in that. Um, but yeah, you you never know. Um, but at least in teams, I think we feel strong, given that we have. I think I think it's kind of like Canada, where I mean, those three guys are. I don't even know what you do in terms of uh, where you put them in the order. You know, they're yeah. all they're all beating each other, and, and I don't know. Um, yeah, it's uh, for Canada. So it's it's Sackfi, uh, Schnell, and Delier. Is that right? Uh, yeah, so this yeah. is all three guys. Yeah. I mean, they're all probably strong, but they're all you. Know, you don't know who's. There's no clear, clear order. I wouldn't say no. Have Have you played Delier before? How, uh, I have. I yeah, have. yeah, that, that must have been him. fun. <laughs> yeah, he's a tough guy to play. Um, yeah. yeah, he's he he mixes up the pace. He, he 
He changed it Pretty around. quirky, yes, quirky player. Yeah, it definitely takes you out of your, at least the time I played him, it takes you out of your, uh, you know, it, you just don't, you don't know what's going on sometimes. Um, and I think that really <laughs> yeah. works, works yeah. well because you, you just, you're kind of standing there and you're like, well, what am, what am I doing here? Just giving, you know, handing over the ball and just waiting for the next ball. And you're just kind of in like, you just feel like there's nothing. Uh, it's, it's a weird feeling, honestly. It's a, he's a, he's experienced and, and he's, he's also talented. He hits oh, yeah. really well and yeah. great. So he's going to be a tough guy to play for sure. Yeah, for sure. It should be fun. Looking forward to that. Now, uh, I'd like to, if you don't mind, Andrew, uh, look back uh, a little bit at your backstory a bit. You grew up, you started your squash. Obviously, you're from Brooklyn. Is that right? Well, uh, yeah, I moved to Brooklyn in high school, but I'm from, okay. I've been from New York my whole life. Yeah. Right. So a lot like Chris, I guess. He, he's not exactly from New York City, but he's from New York. Uh, so he's you from got New York State. From New York State. Yeah. Yeah. And you got your start in squash in New York. So uh, how did you get get your start uh, there? And uh, I know you and uh, uh, you have uh, Laurent El, El Riani as your coach. So uh, yeah. obviously that's where you uh, in New York City uh, met up with him. So how did you get your start in into squash uh, in New York? Yeah. Well, my dad played squash. He he's he was born in the U.S., um, but he spent the majority of his time abroad when he was growing up. So mm -hmm. he. Went to boarding school in England, um, and he his parents lived in The Hague in the Netherlands. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, so he spent a lot of time outside the U.S. Um, and then when I was younger, he didn't really play too much. Um, like he wasn't, you know, he wasn't, uh, he, he wasn't a club player. He, he played once in a blue moon, but not, not a lot. And, and I kind of played all the sports growing up, um, and eventually he introduced me to squash and and, uh, do you know, there was a club on 86th street. It's this New York sports club. And it was, it was like the only club in like my neighborhood. Um, and it just recently got torn down, but oh. that was where I started. And, um, I didn't really start. I just played with him on the weekends growing up and, and that was how I, yeah, how I got into it. Right on. And, uh, is that sort of where you eventually you, you met with, uh, Laurent? No, actually, no. So I, that was, so I played there. Um, I only started really taking lessons when I was um, maybe 11 or 12, 12 maybe, mm -hmm. when I started to play tournaments and, and, and uh, or I started to play a few tournaments here and there, but I kind of wanted to take it a little more seriously. And I, my coach was Eric Christensen. I don't know if you know him. I've heard, yeah, yeah. I've heard, heard of his name, yeah. He, yeah, he's, he's an American guy. Never, he never played pro or, or anything really. He, been coaching for a long time um at that club he's at the nyack club now new york athletic club and yeah he was he was kind of the one that got me into it gave me gave me some good basic fundamentals you know how swing and stuff like that um and then he taught me until i was um until i was reaching high school and then i moved to brooklyn uh where i went to high school and that was kind of where things took off with laurent and you know it's been it's been an incredible incredible relationship ever since right on and uh, what does he bring to the table for you i mean obviously he he's done some great work with you and then then of course yeah. there's uh, there's gilly uh, in uh, at penn who you've been with for for a couple of years but uh, laurent what um what exactly is it about his uh, coaching that that really helped to develop yeah. you into a, a top junior world junior 
Well, I mean, there's a lot of things about he's he's really kind of a well-rounded coach in the sense that he's French, so a lot of a lot of the the basics around the movement. Um, mm. So so it, his whole thing is, you know, if you're in the correct position, you know, the shot's going to come from that. So we didn't focus so much on my technique or my or my swing, uh, more so a lot of footwork, like footwork fundamentals, like placing the feet and um, staying stable on the ball. Um, that That's one thing that's really helped me. And I, and I feel that's like some, now that's something that, Thier- that Thierry's uh, well known for as well, eh? Yeah. 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 No, him and Thierry played on the same French team back in, back, uh, back in Europeans. And, and, and they're, they're really similar. Laurent does a little different footwork where his is more, in squash terminology, the uh, the correct leg, as opposed to Thierry, oh, which is right. the um, you know the opposite leg you go. But it's the same thing, really. Um, mm-hmm. It's a slight variation. And so I did a lot of ghosting, and he's also really good mentally. Um, mm-hmm. He's helped me a lot with the mental side. Uh, you know, his his two biggest things are the movement and the mental uh, approach. If you, if you're good mentally and you're moving well, you know, nine out of ten times you're going to play a great match. Um, what does he uh, kind of look at in terms of a mental approach? Because obviously, I mean, uh, yeah, you get yeah. into a five-game match, uh, uh, that's kind of what, what – or, you know, you get into a tough situation, you've got to know how to switch on and, and stay focused, don't you? Yeah. yeah. I think for him, a lot of it comes from, from putting in good training um, mm. and then preparing your best uh, and also just kind of – at least recently, as you get older, just kind of being, being in a good, a good place where you're, you know, you're feeling happy about your, your life and your squash and you're not, um, you know, if, if you, if you're not feeling great, um, that's fine. You just have to kind of find a way because for him, you know, and I've heard, this is a classic one that people say is, uh, when you're, when you're feeling great, it's really easy to play well. Um, but when you're not, that's, that's when, that's when you really have to turn it on. So yeah, just kind of, I wouldn't say he pushes me really hard, um, but he, his kind of philosophy is, you know, if you want to put in the work, it's up to you. It's not, you know, it's not up to me, which I think has really helped me take ownership of my game in the past few years. Now, I remember, uh, there's a lot of truth to that. I remember in my own little world of squash, um, I played, uh, just got out of juniors and I was playing I think it was the number one ranked uh, male player in Atlanta, Canada. And I really struggled uh, uh, when I left juniors mm-hmm. for a couple of years. And then I remember before the, it was in the final, and I remember before the match, me and this guy, we were in the locker room and we were just telling jokes for like, uh, and laughing our asses yeah. off for about 10, 15 minutes. And it ended mm-hmm. up being the first time I'd ever beaten this guy. And it was three love. Yeah. And it was just, I was, yeah. fly, I was flying around, right? And I think that had a lot, yeah. I think that had everything to do with it because I wasn't nervous or wasn't feeling yeah. uh, any uh, stress at yeah. all. Yeah, I think it's a lot about. I mean, he talks a lot about balance. Um, you know, not necessarily. Uh, and and you know, I think I've gone both ways in my life. You know, you don't want to be so over the top, relaxed that you're not. You know, you're not hungry. You want to be hungry, but also relaxed, um, mm. accepting the results, whether you win or lose, and and. Um, and yeah, I think that's, that's what he's, he's big into, you know, meditation and stuff like that. And, and I think that comes through in his coaching. It's very much not, you know, he's not going to force you to do anything. If you don't want to do it, that's fine. Um, 
but he certainly gives you guidance. And I, and I think that's certainly allowed me to, as I've gone off into college and, and further on, just um, kind of be my own man as he's, you know, kind mm. of be my own. If I like something, if I think it works, I'll do it. Uh, if not, you know, it's, it's fine. You don't have to take every advice you get. No, perfect. That's perfect. Now, fast forward, you just mentioned a, a, a second ago uh, uh, your collegiate squash. You've been playing uh, in the number one spot for Penn uh, for the past few years. And, and uh, this year, like we mentioned earlier, was a big uh, breakthrough year for you guys where you finished number three mm-hmm. in, in the collegiate rankings. And um, you, you guys even held the number one spot in the rankings for, for a short yeah. time there. Yeah. So uh, at the beginning of the season, did you guys know that you had the team that, that could potentially win it all? Or was it a bit of a... A surprise for you? Uh, to get no, I to think we, we knew that. Yeah, I think we knew that we had we had the talent. Um, I mean, this team was my freshman year. We we thought that we were uh, we were right up there, and I think we were. But there was a lot of mistakes and a lot of stuff that just kind of went wrong. But this year, we felt we were even better, um, and I think that we put in a lot more work this year than the year before, and I think that we also just enjoyed, you know, enjoyed the experience of, of being a team and, and, uh, and just being with each other a lot more than we had in the past. And I think that was the biggest thing along with, of course, adding three, three really good freshmen uh, to the Mm. top nine, which made, you know, kind of a massive difference in in, in just the team culture. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, Gilly, uh, Gilly Lane, he came out and said uh, how proud he was of you for being named to the Pan Am Games team. Uh, uh-huh, yeah. uh, and so, obviously, I mean, you've played a few PSA events. You've been playing really well over the last couple of years. And I, I'm guessing that uh, working with him has uh, had an, an impact on your game uh, as well. Yeah. So yeah. what's it been like uh, playing uh, for Gilly and, and, and uh, how has he uh, impacted your game? Yeah, Gilly's great. Um, I, I mean, I, I knew going into Penn that Gilly would be the one coach that, you know, would, would be there no matter what the, you know, what the time was, no matter, you know, he, he'd give extra sessions. He would, you know, he would, he would really do what it took to, to get me to the next level. Um, and that has, that's been the case. He's, he's been a really good guy. He's been uh, just really there for the players. Um, and especially in terms of, squash she's helped me add a lot of stuff to my game um and just kind of keep working at what i'm good at and again try to try to get better at what i'm not because you know you work with you know you need to get different perspectives um and he's he's given me a different perspective that uh i've really been able to i think you know some of the strength stuff in the gym um some of the mental stuff uh also just you know attacking a bit more yeah, it's been it's been really good, and, uh, and yeah, just and just to, see, sorry, uh, Andrew, uh, just to talk. I mean, for for the, a lot of the people who may, I mean, I've seen you play a few times, but for those of uh, mm-hmm. the people who listen, maybe who may not have seen you play, uh, what would you? How would you describe your game? Um, I, I'd say growing. It's definitely evolved over the years, but I'd say that um, my my natural game is pretty basic. Um, I, I like to play long rallies. I like to to beat beat an opponent um, with fitness. I like to you know really stick in and play a high pace for a long time and and, and really try to break the opponent. Um, and yeah, maybe not so much in the past if I attacked that much. You know, maybe I wouldn't have taken it in off the volley or 
even played so many shots to the front. Um, but that was just kind of my, my personality, really. Uh, and Gilly's helped to uh, just show me that, you know, that you don't have to play a winner every time. But, you know, as you get better and better, it just makes the game tougher if you can vary the pace and just mix things up a bit. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. 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 Now, um, recently you've had, uh, I, I would say a reasonably successful foray into, into pro squash. I mean, in 2018, as I mentioned, you won, I believe it was the Barbados open. And then, uh, more recently last month, in fact, uh, uh the Hyder trophy, you got to the finals and, and that was in New York city, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, the PSA yeah. and the pro tour, um, that's given you a little bit of a taste for something perhaps that you might want to pursue in the future. So what has it been like yeah, uh, for yeah. you in those uh, PSA events uh, till now? And is, uh, has it given you uh, a positive vibe maybe to take it uh, uh, to, to play professionally when you finish at Penn? Yeah. I mean, uh, the goal is definitely to, to be playing pro after I graduate. Um, and it, it's definitely tough. I'd say while I'm in school to play, Mm. um i i find it more tough mentally than anything like i you know I, sometimes the tournaments uh i'll go and i'll be playing great and i'll just mentally not really be 100 percent in it um which is tough which which i have found tough in the past um but uh, you know there have been some times like the ones you've mentioned where kind of i've been 100 percent mentally into it and i've not had to worry about too many other things and and i've played great um especially New York. I was in, I was at home and I w didn't really have school and uh, yeah, it was great. In Barbados, I came home and I trained for three or four weeks and, and I went there and I, and I played really well. So I've certainly had some, some good results. Also just some tournaments where, you know, you, you turn around and you're like, what am I doing here? Um, but I, I think that's, you have both of those even when you're playing full time. So I definitely feel pretty positive about where I can go with it. So you're you're in your junior year now, right? You'll be heading I'll be into going. Your... Okay, so you've got two years yeah, to going. go. Yeah. 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 Two years yeah. left. So you still got plenty of time uh, there. Well, you can see, yes. I mean, you can see a lot of uh, Ali, world number one, Ali Farag, he didn't necessarily have the, the best PSA results in the events that he played uh, while he was in college. So, um, mm -hmm. I mean, he had yeah. good results, but, not, you know, he wasn't uh, – wasn't doing yeah, what he's yeah. doing now. So, I mean, that, that bodes well, doesn't it? Yeah. And I think it's, it's more, especially I think with, with my generation from worlds, like, I think if you look at the top eight kids um, that were in my, the one in New Zealand, my senior year of high school, I think maybe like six or seven of them are all in the U S now mm -hmm. um, of the top eight. So I, I think that that gives you a lot of confidence knowing that all the kids that, you grew up playing against and, and, you know, battling it out with, or also going through the same thing you're going through um, as opposed to maybe five or 10 years ago, where even Ali, he was probably the only one that ended up going to college. So it's certainly, um, hmm. I think it's a good thing for the, I mean, I think it's a good thing for the U S I think it's a good thing for college squash and hopefully for all the people that are doing it. Yeah. Why, why do you think that changed by the way? Is that, is it, do you think it's because uh, college squash, uh, has now evolved into this thing where, where there are so many great coaches and so many, and now uh, so many very good, uh, strong junior players ending, ending up there that it's sort of a, maybe even a pathway to the pro game. I think that's the way people are seeing it. I, I still disagree that it's, 
that it, that it's the best thing for your games. I think that's just probably not true, but I do think that it's still possible. And I think that there are a lot of benefits to it other than just, um, you know, those four years of improvement. Mm. But I do think the college coaches are massive where you get guys that care about the program and, and, and they're going to different places to get kids. And also the, the juniors are just know about it now. Like even talking to some of the older guys, they, they didn't know that it was even an option. Um, oh, right. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think that's a massive part of it. And now that it's becoming, now that more and more kids are doing it, I think it's just going to get even bigger because um, all the good kids are going to end up going through it. And I think it's going to turn into what uh, some of the other professional sports have turned into where the majority of the kids end up going to college and maybe the top few don't, but um, the majority do. Yeah, I mean, globally, uh, it's a huge thing. I mean, if you can man, if you're an international student and you can manage to get a, a some sort of scholarship or part scholarship to a big university in yeah. the states, that that's huge for those guys. Yeah, and uh, UVA, uh, University of Virginia, is has like a bunch of scholarship spots, and that's a great school. Um, they built like I think they have like twelve courts, thirteen courts now, uh, oh. a few all glass courts. Yeah, so it's, it's really nice, and, and they're growing. And, uh, I mean, a ton of schools are building courts. Um, Tufts, I thought, just saw just built some courts. And it's really growing, especially in terms of level. Like, if you look at the, you know, the top 15, 20 kids, they're all pretty much PSA level. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and the, as you mentioned, the group of guys that you were competing against in, in World Juniors, they are 2016, 2017, quite a few of them guys that you've beaten or come close to beating before are in the top 50 or top 100 uh, in the world right now. <clears throat> yeah. I, I used to really struggle with that, especially my freshman year. Um, because even though it wasn't really a decision, whether I was going to you know go to college or go pro, it's still tough to see guys that you had beaten or, or guys you had beaten and uh, other pros you might've beaten now rising way up. Um, yeah, it, it was, it was tough, I think, just to see that happening and be like, you know, and, and especially when you're adjusting, you feel like you're getting worse, but <clears throat> yeah. 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 I guess, I mean, you, I mean, a, a perfect example though, of where the patients and maybe what, what you're doing at, uh, at university is going to pay off is, uh, with guys like e even Todd and, and Chris and, uh, yeah. uh Ali Farag and, and uh, Amanda, I mean, they've all done extremely yeah. well in yeah. the transition from from uh, collegiate squash to professional squash so uh yeah i guess yeah. just be patient and try not to get ahead of yourself right yeah i think it's also a positive knowing that <clears throat> it, it's a pretty you know you i feel like sometimes if you go straight pro and, and maybe you're struggling but at the beginning you have to be super confident in in your ability and and you really can't waver too much in in your belief in yourself um but at least I, I feel like when you go to college, uh, you might have a, a little bit more confidence in, in, in just having a backup plan um, and yeah. not being like, this is all I can do. Um, and I, I certainly think that that's a big thing, especially with Amanda, Todd and Chris. None of those people, they're not playing because they have to. They're playing because they want to. Uh, and I think that's a big difference there. Yeah, 100%. Um, now, now, Andrew, I'm um, just wondering uh, what you have uh, 
coming up before the Pan Am Games? Is, I guess it's just uh, training with the team. Is there anything else uh, you're doing? A little bit of R and R before that, before you hit the uh, the big training, or is it uh, full steam yeah, ahead I mean, until July? It's uh, almost July, um, anyways. <laughs> yeah, it is. It just it's coming up pretty soon. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty much getting getting uh, training and. It's a good time to, I, I had a bit of rest after trials and <clears throat> after I made it, which was nice. Um, but yeah, I, I'm kind of trying to take the weekends off a bit and push myself during the week. Um, but yeah, it's been nice to, to be in one place for a while because even at school, we're traveling so much and, and I'm playing some tournaments here and there that it does never feel like I'm, I'm you know, in one place for a while. Uh, so it's been nice to be home and uh, see my coach a lot. Um, yeah. And, and just, uh, and I'm excited to go to Philly and, and do some of the doubles training and see how that goes. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, they got the world doubles going on now. A, yeah. I've seen a bit of that actually. It, it, yeah. it seems fun. I mean, it's a, it's a different sport, but it, it's, it seems fun. Yeah. It's a, it's the, with the softball though. It's not with the hardball, right? Are you guys playing yeah, softball? No, it, yeah. It, 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 yeah, yeah, the hardball doubles. That, that's a that's an entirely different game. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's I don't know if that's big there, but it's it's not. I mean, it it actually is really big here. I can't say I'm too much of a fan, but I, it, ball, it is yeah. a different sport. But you yeah. have to look at it. Um, it's it's a different game, totally. Yeah, it's huge over there uh, in, in New in, on that side of the uh, the states, anyways. New York, Boston, uh, yeah. they have the big uh, huge. doubles uh, pro doubles circuit there, but. Uh, Andrew, I just want to say uh, thanks a lot for, for coming on to the podcast. I really enjoyed uh, talking yeah, to course, you. Yeah. And uh, all the best at the Pan Am yeah. Games. We'll be, uh, we'll be following you. And you're, uh, as I mentioned earlier, you're the, uh, the first on the uh, Pan Am Games uh, podcast series. So you're the first guest. Uh, there'll be a few from a few Canadians, and hopefully we get uh, a couple of the South American guys on. But you're the first. So uh, thanks a lot. Maybe there's some karma in that one. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, it's been good. Thanks, Jerry. Oh, thank you so much, Andrew. Really, uh, really enjoyed that chat. Uh, you can see just by talking to him what a great personality he is. Uh, very uh, well-spoken and anecdotal, and uh, it sounds like he's really uh, embracing the opportunity to play for, for the U.S. Uh, in the Pan Am Games. He's represented uh, the United States on several occasions uh, at the World Juniors, so he's no stranger to the occasion, but this is a big one. And as he uh, aptly pointed out, uh, there, there are no Olympic Games for squash, so this is one of the big ones for us, along with uh, the Commonwealth Games and a few other uh, big events like that. But this is uh, right up there in terms of uh, squash being uh, part of a, a very a major games competition. So all the best to, to Andrew in that event. And uh, going forward, we've got a few more of the competitors in that event, uh, both on the men's and women's side. So really looking forward to that over the next few weeks. And uh, everyone, I hope you're enjoying your squash. Again, uh, thanks for listening. Please uh, share this uh, with your friends in your squash community, at your club, or on social media. Any comments, uh, feel free to, uh, to comment away on any of those forums. Again, uh, all the best with your squash. Thanks for listening, and we'll be talking to you very soon. Goodbye now.